You're listening to The Next Course, a podcast for foodies where you hear from cooks, chefs, and restaurant owners. On the show, we delve into all aspects of food culture, discussing recipes, cooking techniques, nutrition, food trends, and more. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Harry Hills, and I hope you're ready for The Next Course. I'm so, so excited to talk to our next guest. You may remember her as the final chef standing last year on MasterChef Australia, or if you're a Sydney cider, you may have been out to visit her at the Wild Pear Cafe. Uh, I personally consider her to be MasterChef royalty. Larissa Takshi, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, MasterChef royalty, that's a bit much. <laughs> well, you're a winner now. Like you have to, You have to live up to that now. Oh my gosh, it's so strange. Even hearing it after a whole year, it feels so weird to say that I'm like the winner of MasterChef. It's just like such a crazy title to win. Never mm. thought that would ever happen. <laughs> so it has been a year now and I've I've sort of like done, uh, I've like looked into sort of what you've been doing and I wanted to really just jump into that straight away if that's okay. Because I sort of, I saw that you've been working at Fred's in Pennington uh, under Danielle Alvarez and I just mm-hmm. found that like, that's just so awesome because I actually really, really like her cooking and think that it's awesome. So are you able to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I worked with her for a bit. Um, I think it was kind of the period between when I won the show and when it was actually aired. So I had a few like months up my sleeve to, um, you know, stay down low, work in some kitchens and just get more experience under my belt. And obviously I still need a lot more of it, but, um, but yeah, so I worked with Danielle at Fred's for a few months and I was kind of just doing like random like jobs. Cause the way the kitchen set up is, um, if you have you been before, you haven't been before. Hey, I haven't been there, but I've definitely seen it. And I think anyone that's listening should Google it to see what's oh, going on. Like it's definitely one of my best like favorite restaurants. I still go out there just to even eat there, but it's kind of like walking into like someone's home. The kitchen's all open. They have like a bread station. They've got a pasta station. It's all like different sort of stations in the one sort of kitchen room, and you're kind of witnessing all of that as a guest. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I loved it. Like you, you've seen what Danielle's food's like. It's just it's really simple but done really well, all about sort of, it's very produce driven. Um, and I just love that most of the produce that she was getting was actually the stuff that I was, I mean, I live in a rural area and we have so many different like um, producers, um, different sort of like lettuce growers and um, vegetable growing. And she used to use a lot of the stuff in my area as well. Um, so yeah, I love that about her and I love that she took the time to teach me some really valuable lessons and yeah I just really enjoy my time there it was just a lot of fun yeah I could definitely see some similarities between the two of you like obviously the produce thing is the biggest one I mean you guys are even like hyping your suppliers on your website like that is not a common thing like so is that something that you're personally really really into 100% I mean I've kind of grown up in this I live in Dural so that's like about 45 minutes north northwest of Sydney and it's like it's like everywhere you look is, you know, there's a different farm for something different. And most of my grocery shopping is, uh, all I have to do is drive on the main road in Dural and you kind of get your produce on the side of the road. And there's usually no one there. There's like an honesty box and you kind of put your coins in there and obviously you <laughs> try to put the right amount of money. <laughs> so it's Trust system. Cards and they can't use their credit cards down in Dural. It's really funny. Um but yeah, so I've been growing up, like I grew up on a farm and I live around farms as well. So 
it definitely feels like it's part of my DNA. Mm. Do you find it kind of funny that like you sort of, you've come from MasterChef, which mm. is something that sort of pushes the boundaries. I mean, especially with stuff like equipment and techniques mm-hmm. and it really just like pushes that as far as it can possibly go. And then yeah. you sort of end up coming back to just sort of the simple stuff. Like, do you find mm-hmm. that that's something that goes well together? Like you finding like new ways of, of making that interesting or for you, is it just like, that's the style and that's what you're interested in? No, hundred percent. Like the thing about MasterF is that like, no matter what you come from, what your background is, what your technique of cooking is, it's like, they want you to embrace that, but elevate it in a way that, you know, you can use certain techniques and you kind of have to be open-minded because sometimes you are forced to use certain techniques or equipment and you have to adapt to that. But in fact, those sort of techniques that you have to sort of jump the gun on is like, it's teaching you how to elevate what skills you already have. So how to explain it it's like maybe giving an essay to your teacher and she edits it for you and gives it back to you so that you improve it's kind of the same thing um Mm. getting that feedback judges being forced into an environment where you are in a new environment with different um equipment that you haven't even worked with like things like um, liquid nitrogen like that was insane you could burn your finger off if you don't use that right but um, (laughs) But just like, I mean, you, you would know that. You're you're the ice cream guy, right? Well, I mean, no, I've, I've never actually played with liquid nitrogen before. Oh, dude, it's it's pretty awesome. Like, it cuts your time. Oh, oh my God. It's five minutes for ice cream versus, what, 45 minutes for like a 2.5 liter. Like, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, you're forced to learn all these things. And then now that I've come back, like, I left for about a year and then came back with a completely different person. But with the same um, taste palette, same sort of flavors that I like, but you can see the improvement because you kind of get flashbacks of what you used to do in the kitchen and then you come back and you're doing all this other crazy stuff. And it's like, oh, I just can't believe how much you learn in just a year, you know? And I remember George actually, George was telling us, you know, um, one year on MasterChef or nine months really is like a three-year apprenticeship, you know, as yeah. a normal chef. So you, you get so much information crammed into you. And you're forced under so much pressure. It's like yeah, you just push like crazy. Oh, it's you. Yeah, you're amazed at what you can do under pressure. I mean, I'm sure you felt the same. Like on Survivor, you know, being forced into these challenges. Like you know, you had to think quick on your feet, or you know, just doing things that you you never expected that you were capable of. Yeah, I guess there is like there's the sort of a connection there. I mean, just, just. just you going surviving back. as much as I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just going back a second, because you were talking about, like, the liquid nitrogen. Um, mm-hmm. With, like, with that stuff, is it is it the case where they actually stop and give you some safety prep, like, for it? Like, does production actually really, like, consider that? Or is it just, like, go for it? No, no, no. They, they always prep you for new things. Because we are home cooks, we're not chefs, you know. Things that we um, they expect that we will eventually use, like for example, they'll set like a pressure test, and they know that in this pressure test in the future they have to use liquid nitrogen. So, what they do is they maybe a month before that happens, they'll just give you a brief sort of um, like class, I guess, on how to use it um, safely, and you know um, they don't give us exactly like tips on how to make the best ice cream with it because that's all new, yeah. but you know, just safety measures, really. Um, How yeah, not to lose a finger. 
Yeah, and it doesn't, like, give you any indication of what's about to happen. Like, we went up with crazy ideas, like, you know, oh, we're having ice cream cha- a five-minute ice cream challenge or, uh, you know, what can you deep fry that uh, – not deep fry, freeze fry that no one has <laughs> ever done before. So, like, we were starting to doing, like, burgers and, like, tips and doing all this crazy shit. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah. You're just, like, egging was- each other on. Yeah, it's crazy because you're when they give you those sort of safety um, prep talks, it's like your 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 mind just runs wild, <laughs> and it's like you don't. You're know just, you're just thinking about what you can get away with. Oh, hundred percent. It's all about surviving on that show. Honestly, <laughs> you get out of, like those craziest circumstances. Like every day was like a battle to war. I swear. <laughs> And, like, there's you just, like, gaming the system. They're, like, trying to tell you how to be safe with the stuff. And you're just, like, can I put a burger in there? I just Like, honestly, <laughs> how do you look at it? <laughs> no, I love it. Um, so, sort of on the same topic as ice cream. Now, I've been mm. doing a little bit of a dive on your Instagram. And I've noticed mm-hmm. a bit of a pattern recently. There's been a lot of sweets. You smash them the sweets mm-hmm. in there. Now, is that just... You being you, is it winter? Like, tell me what's going on there, because I'm not complaining I was at all. About it, because I was I was doing the same thing. Like, I was looking through my Instagram feed. I'm like, now I've got to put up some more savory stuff. I've just been doing sweet the whole time. But I, thought, I think it's just I thought... a point. I don't know. I just um, I I think people associate me with sweet stuff, and they really really enjoy when I give them recipes. Like every dish I put up there is like, yep, here it is. Like, give it a go. Yeah, I, I have to I have to really spruik you on that. If anyone listening wants recipes, they are on your Instagram. Like the one in particular, like I saw New York chalk chip cookies, the whole recipe is there. I'm making those later. Oh dude, do it. Make sure you kind of undercook them though. Don't overcook them. Whatever you do, it's the worst. They're yeah. like they're like temperamental cookies. You you can stuff them up pretty easy. Mm. Um, do you like if, yeah. if you're gonna be recommending any sort of dessert for people to mm. cook at home like what what would be your pick well i'm working on one right now which i'll be posting pretty soon it's one of my favorites and it's like literally mix in a bowl and you bake it and it's freaking amazing but it's like a um it's a lemon olive oil cake so um and it's funny because the ingredients are sort of like the same ratio so like three of this 300 that 300 that 300 that 300 mils of this like it's like the easiest recipe you can make and you just stir it into a bowl bake it away oh and it's so good it's really scrumptious really lemony you get that olive oil kick to it um yeah but yeah that the- hasn't, that's gone up yet so just stay tuned for that one <laughs> yeah now the olive oil i've used olive oil in brownies before to give it that little bit of yeah. like crackle on the top um, yeah, is, is that is that what happens with this thing or is it more because of the olive oil flavor no the olive oil in this cake it's it's a cake recipe so it kind of gives that moistness such a wee word moistness <laughs> um <laughs> but like it gives it like uh it kind of melts in your mouth almost that's kind of <laughs> it gives that fatty sort of melt in your mouth flavor and like i don't know about you but i love oil in desserts like any olive oil in dessert i'm like i'm so there um, oh absolutely yeah. and it's like texture so, texture is king especially like if it's the middle of winter like i'm i'm not having healthy desserts right now i'm going for the mm-hmm. indulgent stuff so if we're talking like moist cakes and that sort of thing i'm down Oh, yeah, 100%. I think that's probably why I'm making so many desserts right now. It's just like a comfort thing, you know. People, especially during these times like COVID and, 
the world going mad and dealing with like really annoying customers at work. Um, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of my like therapy. I don't know. It just makes me feel good. And um, because baking takes quite a bit of time, it just gives you that time just to really wind down and not think about anything. So I, I just, yeah, I think it's more of a therapeutic thing for me. Hmm. Well, talk to me about work. Um, Cause obviously this year is weird. Like, you, you've already sort of like trying to do the thing where you transition out of MasterChef, mm. try and like see what you like getting into. And especially for you, because you're pretty young, right? So it's like you kind of trying to work out what you want to do. So yeah. like how has this last year gone for you with like dealing with that? There's like sort of a lot of curveballs being uh, thrown at you. Yeah, it was, it's, it was, um, it was tough, you know, like first, like, I mean, my background is like it's a. I live in a very sort of humble area, nothing too hyped up, really relaxed, you know. Mm. Um, and from that, like really quiet, sort of nice, quaint life, it kind of turned into this really crazy, busy, like glamorous sort of media-driven kind of lifestyle that I never anticipated. Um, but I mean. I loved it. It was just really hard in the beginning because it was hard for me to just get groceries from my local shops and people be like, oh, you're that girl from Chef. Like, oh, congratulations. And oh, it was like, it was crazy. Like people will notice you from everywhere. And that was another thing I had to deal with um, coming out of the show that they do prepare you, you know, when you, before going on, they, they, they say to you like the production, you know, like you've got to expect that once you come off TV, people are going to recognize you everywhere kind of thing. Some people might even follow you home. Like you've just got to be safe and you've got to be yeah. really aware of yourself and stuff like that. So from that aspect, it, was, it wasn't it was easy, but um, I had to remind myself that people were just being really supportive and you just had to appreciate them, you know, congratulating you and want photos with you. Like you just have to turn that into sort of a positive thing. Um, so... I started wearing makeup everywhere I went. Um, I had to look presentable. I used to yeah. get out of the house easily, tacky pants and Ugg boots and, like, not give a shit what my hair looks like. But um, that all had to <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think this is something that isn't – it's not talked about a lot with people that are sort of, like, applying to reality TV shows is the fact that I, I think for a lot of people that watch the show, they kind of watch it and they enjoy it and then – that's it like it's over they don't really see the idea of it then like lasting a very long time where like you can't go to the shops the same way or go to a bar the same yeah. way or or do any of those public things the same way but the show does only show like the very glamorous parts of even just production side of things like you only see like that one hour dramatic cook and that's it like you don't see you know, the before and after that, the long hours, the long filming days, the no contact with family. Um, like there's just, yeah, it's, that's the whole point of the show. They don't want to bring it down and be like, Hey, this is what reality is, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I, I like that positivity if I'm being honest, like, especially for MasterChef, I think it, I think it works, but maybe just for like people who are actually interested in being on a show like that, it might be worth there being some sort of like thing in place for them. Yeah, I think people get the gist. So, like any like any common viewer would think, you know, anyone that becomes quite reputable, or, you know, recognized in the public, like public, it's like you have to expect that this person's going to deal with, you know, the fame and and most of the time they're just curious, like you know, what are you up to these days? What's 
what's next for you and and then you kind of build this following of people so I've got this like crazy following who you know I get dedicated loyal customers or people constantly asking what I'm doing next and always there for my gigs and stuff like that so I don't know I I think you just got to turn this into like a really positive thing and really just work with it because no one really gets the opportunity to be on like a national TV channel and, you know, get this crazy exposure. Like you could do so much with it if you're passionate Mm. enough. Spoken like a true master chef, the nicest human beings on planet Earth are master chef Australia (laughs) contestants, I swear. (laughs) Well, it's Um, chaos. (laughs) Um, Larissa, I'm going to go oddly specific with my next question. Um, okay. And I'm just going to okay. jump into it. Uh, okay. Breadcrumbs on pasta. Yeah. yeah. Please, kind of like, for the people that aren't doing it yet, please, mm. please share. Dude, carbs on carbs. Like, what more do you want from that? <laughs> All right. you do, right? You just get, I'm, you make your... Make whatever pasta you like, whatever you're into, whether that's, um, you know, a basic tomato sauce type pasta or a quick sautéed zucchini with lemon and blah, 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 right? And then you get some breadcrumbs, just um, fresh breadcrumbs or stale bread, whatever, whiz it up in a food processor, add olive oil, salt, lemon zest, chop up some herbs, um, lots of salt, put that in the oven, bake it, and then you just crumb it on the top of your pasta. It's like the best thing ever. Are people I, not onto this? No, people people <laughs> aren't onto this. And it's something that I really wanted you to share. And I think you've done perfectly. People, if you're at home and you're making pasta, put breadcrumbs on it. It's going to take it to the next level. Onto it, guys. What the hell? I'm actually, you just slapped me across the face just then, Harry. <laughs> no, people aren't doing it. And it's like, I'm guilty of it as well. Like, sometimes I'll make... Uh-uh. Like pasta and I don't make it that special, but like I've got to up my game now. No matter what you do with it, like you can make a pasta out of literally cheese and pepper. Like it's cacio e pepe, that's what it's called. And then you put the um, breadcrumbs on top, which is Italian, which they call panna grattato. Um, It's very classical. It's so good. The Italians, know they do it right, I'm telling you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But it's like, I think it's just, it's become a thing that's, maybe coming back because I've seen you do it. Uh, I've seen Danielle Alvarez do it as well. And that's to be up. That's giving me inspiration actually. <laughs> um, and I think if it's the middle of winter, it's what people should be doing. Yeah, I agree. It's the only time you can do it really. Mm. So it's like carbs on carbs and eat your desserts. Mm. And if you need dessert ideas, we're heading to Larissa's Instagram. 100%. Probably go to doctors for diabetes too, though. <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, moderation. Like, mix it in with a little bit of vegetables. Don't like <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> I guess the, the next question I wanted to ask is, what's next for you? Well, for me, since Corona has stuffed the whole world up, um, a lot of my work is still with delicious magazine so doing a lot of columns and recipes with them every month that comes out um that's been a lot of fun um otherwise my next things are like private catering it seems to be like really popular people are getting really creative with um like entertaining their friends like small group of friends or um like their family or celebrations and stuff so i'm doing a lot of like um cooking um for little gigs or like cooking classes as well people be wanting to do like one-on-one cooking classes and wanting to learn some of the dishes that I've done on the show and yeah so it's kind of like 
that at the moment. But otherwise, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like really a mini, fun. mini Master Chef like challenge where you have to go into their their yeah. place and actually cook for them. Well, people are like getting really bored of doing nothing at home, you know, and they're getting really creative now. And it just hit me all at once, and people started attacking me for all these inquiries. So. I'm pretty booked up, but um, I think I'm free next month. I think I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, where can people go to if they want to inquire more about that? Oh, just go on my Instagram. There's um, my manager's email there. She responds pretty quickly, um, and we can talk further on email. It's pretty Perfect. easy. Well, yeah, Larissa, and- I want to say I want to say thank you so much for talking and for giving us the hot tip on carbs on carbs. Um, before we finish, I've just got a rapid fire round of questions. Are you ready? Okay, go, 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 go. All right. Best thing on the menu at your cafe? Ooh, okay. Uh, king prawn pasta. Might I add there is breadcrumbs on top? Just say <laughs> <laughs> um, Which chef would you most love to meet? Ooh, I think Josh Nyland. He's like seafood king of this world. Like he started this whole era of like how to treat seafood, and which no one has ever done ever. Yeah, he's just he, he was on he was on back to win, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's restaurant in Sydney. I should have probably met him by now, to be honest. I'm kind of I might just pop in. <laughs> yeah, just get in there. Just just go demand a meeting <laughs> with him. Pop in, so I'm here now. <laughs> I said like Harry told me to be proactive. <laughs> he's like. Who's Harry? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite yeah. moment from your season of MasterChef? Oh, okay. Um, that's a good one. Probably when uh, Massimo Puturo said that I gave him goosebumps and that my dish reminded him of um, his gra- his grandmother's biscuits. That kind of just what a vibe. That's, my- that's like that's like his family's cookie. That's like the ultimate ultimate compliment. Yeah. Well, when he said that, I got goosebumps myself. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, Next question. Do you have a food recommendation for Sydney? Mm, Well, we spoke about Fred's. Fred's is amazing. But um, I recently went to Cafe Patchy in Newtown. Amazing. Or you can go to um, Polly in Surrey Hills. Both highly recommend. Amazing food. Perfect. Sydney ciders get there. Um, which master chef would you love to see play Survivor? Oh man, that is good. Okay. Oh, okay. I reckon um I reckon Simon would be really funny to yeah. see on on Survivor. He's just got these um you know when you see like a deer in like a headlight, they get this eyes goes really, really wide. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of reminds me of that and he's um very like instinctive, you know, he kinda uses his instincts a lot. Um, and he's just so funny. Like, he's just the funniest guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> just I got that big smile as well. What's that? He's just got that big smile as well. I reckon he'd be yeah. so likable. He'd be, like, such he'd a threat to win. Yeah, but he could be. He could play mean too, you know? Like, he could be a dirty Simon. I reckon he could. <laughs> I'm going to tell him you said that. <laughs> <laughs> he already hates me. Like, brothers and sisters. I swear we fight so much. Like, cats and dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, next one is a simple question, tea or coffee? Uh, I'm a tea drinker. Do you hate me? No. Why, why, why would I hate you for that? Have people because been mean to you because of I get judged a lot these days, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so strange. Why would anyone, like, be mean about uh, tea? It's, it's, it's Sydney has such coffee snobs. You don't get it. 
Well, I think Perth is like, Perth is pretty coffee snobby. Like we're basically, like when it comes to our culinary scene, we're kind of like a imitation Melbourne almost, but with like a more summery vibe. 100%. We better see food. (laughs) All right. Final question. Proudest moment. Mm. Proudest moment. Um, do I say the obvious? When I have my <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was like. Can I, I was almost like, you can say the obvious, so you can go for something else. I think that's the only proud thing I've done. Like, I never did well in school or uni. I kind of was a bit of a dodgy person in that sense. But yeah, no, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Are you going to elaborate on any stories? Oh, okay. Um, well, actually, you know, it's funny when they announced the winner of MasterChef, I didn't think it was real at first. Um, and the reason I say that is because usually the way, the way they end MasterChef is that they do like different takes on the ending um, so that no one can find out who actually won until the air date. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, like they're going to make out every person wins in a certain way. So everyone thinks that they actually won to get a real reaction on TV. So when they came up, I kind of like squealed. But then I kind of looked around, looked at my producer. And I'm like, is this real? Like, are you sure this is real? And he's like, yeah, this is real. Like, take it on. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So you just thought they were, like, actually pranking you. Yeah, I had to stop. Like, they cut that out completely. But I actually stopped and I didn't react straight away. I kind of looked around like, is this bullshit? Like, are you guys pranking on me right now? (laughs) (laughs) That would be the cruelest joke, like, for them to do. do They literally do that every year and and they don't tell you until the air day comes out. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember there being some other reality show where they accidentally announced the wrong person. Oh, what was that? I think that? it was I like Sonia Kruger or something like that, and they gave her the wrong name. That was so awkward, hey? <laughs> that, that's like giving me flashbacks of this. All right, Larissa. Well, on that note, um, I just wanted to say thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I think that we've given some people some real good winter things to go off. Uh, if people yeah. want to get in touch with you, how should they do it? Just hit you up on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram's the main thing or Facebook, whichever. Thanks, Larissa. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time on the next course.